Beyond Limits is brought to you by Cascade Web Development. If you're serious about growing your business, get a serious business website that's customized, scalable, and easy to expand. Customers know when they land on a broke-ass WordPress website. So unless you're blogging about fucking kittens, stay the fuck away from that shit. I love kittens. Yeah, go to CascadeWebDev.com. That's CascadeWebDev.com. And to find out more about their evergreen CMS platform designed for scalable businesses, the kind of businesses that I want to own, the like scalable kind. Dovetail Coffee. That's right. It's very, very scalable at this point. Yeah. Well, you know it. You know it. <laughs> That's right. And uh, also brought to you by Mazama Media. Alex, you ever wonder how the fuck it is when you search for something on Google, then you get an ad for that shit the next time you check Facebook? Yeah. People are always sending me stuff for food and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, I want to eat what that. Are you, what are you, <laughs> fucking hungry all the time? You get paid more, bro. I'm always Googling food. <laughs> Listen, Mazama Media does know how that fuck that works. And I've been using them for over a year now to get more customers. And they're seriously my secret weapon. So go to mazamamedia.com and remember, have fun at work. Those guys have so much fun at work. Too much fun. Them. Too much fun. <laughs> when they're even if they're not at work, sometimes yeah. they're a lot of times they're working not at work. But they, they do have it out. they do have like my dream office. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you that yeah. right now. Yeah. Anyway, mazamamedia.com. Thank you Mazama. And uh, finally, uh, but not least, uh, Impact CFOs. And listen, you need to get your financial shit together and sooner probably than better. Wait, sooner than probably later. Yes. How do you say that fucking thing? Sooner than later? Rather sooner than later. <laughs> All right. You, you, they, they get our point. Look, today's show is about decisions, and you need, to make, you need to get data in order to make the right ones. And Impact is my financial partner because they plug, they're plug and play, man. They're plug and play. Dude, you plug in from the CFO, from the accountants to the bookkeeping. They plug right in right where you need them, and they get your shit together. They, they get all your financial... Uh, stuff organizing. Remember in Dovetail back in early 2017, we had to peel the financials yeah, in, apart yeah. and, and put them back together again. So we actually knew we what so the young. business was doing. So young, yeah, that was. I like, was like 24 back then. Now, now you're I'm, 38. Now I'm 45. <laughs> <laughs> that was I'm last like 62. <laughs> Jesus, goddamn! You're getting ready for Social Security and stuff. No, I mean, yeah, there is no Social <laughs> Security here. <laughs> They'll uh, help you with that, though. <laughs> no, they will. But look, nonetheless, you got to get that shit off your plate. You know what you do as a business owner? You 99% say, of the time? No, I say fuck that shit. I know. That's why you're the business owner. Well, yeah, yeah, but 99% of the time, you're sitting there fucking writing checks. Yeah. You're just yeah. fucking writing checks. You're writing Alex checks. You're writing other people checks. You should write Alex checks. I need to write you more checks. <laughs> but the reality is, is that you're just sitting there spinning your wheels, writing checks. You're not growing your business. So you got to get that shit off your plate. Go to Impact CFOs. Don't forget the S, ImpactCFOS.com. There's multiple. Or, you know what? You could even just give uh, give Scott Belt a call, 503-810-5303. That's 810-5303 with a 503. By the way, Scott Belt, an amazing human being. You will do yourself a great uh, – it would be a great privilege for you to, to call that phone number and get in contact with them. We, no, love, we love Scott. Yeah, Scott's <laughs> Scott's amazing. He's he's um, He's been on the podcast. He's he's my number one business advisor today. Friend, to friend of the show. You. Friend of the show. Very much a friend. And a CFO at uh, uh, Dovetail Coffee Roasters. So, Amen. I mean, Amen. Well, not Roasters. I don't know why I say that because – Technically, we're Dovetail Coffee LLC, so it's I don't know why I throw roasters in there. It doesn't fucking matter. But anyway, Scott's our CFO, and he's a business partner of mine as well and, and one of my most uh, trusted advisors. And uh, by the way, all CEOs of the aforementioned supporting companies have podcasts with Beyond Limits and what was previously known as the Ben Edel Show. Previously. Uh, you can go listen to him at benedl.com, B-E-N-E-D-T-L.com. That's Scott Bell, Bud Torkum. 
Um, who have we had on from Cascade? Ben McKinley. Ben McKinley. Yes, Big Ben. That was an early episode of the Ben Adel Show. He said some genius shit. Of course. I he mean, did. they all they all said they some, all genius say some genius shit. Anyway, that's why we're here today. That's we're right. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. This is Beyond This. It's been four weeks since we've done a podcast. At least. Yeah. At least. I mean, the dust on the mic, uh, I breathed in and it went up my nose. It was like a terrible... Yeah, that's why you were sneezing before. Yeah, it's a terrible thing. I mean, mean, and I miss it, but we've gone through uh, some crazy shit in the last four weeks. Yes. Remember, okay, the last podcast we came on, there was a week prior to the last podcast. We were like, I don't know if this is going to work out. Remember when you were, we were talking about, you know, yeah. what we were talking about. You can go check it out. It was two podcasts ago. Yeah. And then the, the next podcast, the last podcast we had, um, it was like, holy shit, I, we, I own this place now. Yeah. So you-, you In uh, one week. You basically bought out Dovetail, became the full-time owner, and that was about a month ago. That was about a month ago. It's crazy because it seems like <sighs> such a long time ago now. Um, since we've done a podcast, you actually, you did a speech, um, at the, uh, Twalton Rotary Club. That's right. And we, we promoted that, uh, through the podcast and talked about basically all the crazy stuff that went down and, Mm -hmm. uh, we had a little bit of an argument. We did. Yeah, we did. It was a good (laughs) argument. Go check it out. Benadol.com or iTunes or, you know, SoundCloud, where the fuck it is you like to listen to podcasts on. But anyways, what happened was, is that the last three and a half to four weeks have been a complete shit show. <laughs> oh my God. Crazy. I mean, it's crazy. I've never gone through a hasty transition like this. And um, we just couldn't podcast. Like it just, it, I couldn't even get my hair cut. I mean, it, 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 there was just, there was no time. My, my son was like, Dad, are you actually going to be home this weekend or not? Like, you, you know, and, and, and the reality was, is it was a seven days a week, um, full of drama, yeah, full of pandemonium, um, and full of very, very, very difficult decisions. Yes. Yes. And since the last week, things have slowed down. Start to clear up. Yeah, things are clearing up. Things are slowing down. And, it, and it's given me an ability to go, look, I'm a look back kind of guy. All right. I, I, I in the moment, um, I don't always see things very clearly. Yeah. I, I have a pretty. That's why I'm here. I have a, yeah. I mean, that's why <laughs> I keep people around that are pretty good at, nah, that's not what went down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I have a good, um, I have a good ability to, to, to have, I have vision. All right. Right. I have vision. I can see. Definitely something develop in the future. I know what is needed and I, and I can see the future really, really well. I can also see the past pretty well. Not as well as I can see the future, but much better after a certain period of time passes, like a week, mm-hmm. three days. Generally speaking, about three days after any event in my life, I'm just sharing this with you guys, I can see it far clearer than 24 hours after that event. Yeah. And so I've been going through and doing some, some, some reflecting because I think it's important to reflect on the situation and learn from it. Agreed. And have I made mistakes in the last three or four weeks? Hell Fucking yeah. absolutely I have. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, some, some really big deals were made yeah. very quickly and mm-hmm. without a lot of data. And it was a lot of guts and instinct. Mm-hmm. And it felt like 
I've said this before, a street a street brawl yeah. um, to save the business. Yeah. And that's where it at. Dovetail over the last four weeks came as close as a business could come without going out of business. Mm-hmm. I mean, as if we got any closer, we'd be done. That's yeah. that's what happened with Dovetail. Mm-hmm. And and we made this promise at the beginning of the Beyond Limits podcast last year. Yeah. That we would be honest and tell the story of Dovetail. Mm-hmm. And it, it goes right along with the Dovetail brand. I mean, we're fueling the creatives, the doers, the game changers, the risk takers, right? Yeah. And that's what we're doing here. We are serving who we are. And and a lot of times in entrepreneurship, that's what it's about. It's about serving an, an, an underserved market, which is usually you have that experience if you're an entrepreneur. You have the experience that, man, people like me just aren't, aren't being spoken to. We're not being served correctly. So I'm going to go out and serve people like me correctly. And that's what happens. And so to maintain our integrity, you need to know the truth about what's going on with the company for better or for worse, right? And I want to go all the way back and, and tell the story about what led up to Adam getting out of the business. And we have a podcast with Adam. Yes. Back in the, um, I don't know when it was, but it's, it's, it's on one the of the early Beyond Limits podcasts. And just to make sure everyone knows, so Adam was the, um, Adam Reed, former owner of Dovetail Coffee. Um, his title was president of Dovetail Coffee. Yeah, but he was a majority, majority he was owner. He was a majority owner, yeah. What happened was, is that Adam was financing the business and it was operating at a loss. Yeah. It was operating at a loss between $15,000 and $20,000 a month. Which is a very uh, trendy way to have businesses nowadays. <laughs> I mean, Amazon did it. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was a different, 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 different strategy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're growing a company that's based on... You can only do it for so long. Yeah, and it was ultimately it was based on a cafe that um, struggled as well. Mm-hmm. Not, not by the fault of Adam. It just... It was in a bad location, had a bad lease, and it had um, it just had issues. It was a bad area. I mean, it wasn't strip a great malls area. are dying, folks. Yeah, and and th- there Amazon. are some. Amazon. Yeah, there are some good strip malls like I don't know Bridgeport Village, for example, yeah. is a beautiful place to go hang out. I feel like I'm in San Diego when I'm there. I love that place. Yeah. Um, we go there just to sit out in the in the in the complex and eat dinner i mean yeah. it's it's a it's a cool place to go but it's this hard one to was call a that dump. a strip mall but, no uh, it's not know, really a strip it's mall so it's more like... of like a man you feel like you're traveling to another location <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it's a beautiful place it's this almost like an a... outlet mall more so yeah maybe i don't know but no. let's move on yeah it's better than that either <laughs> it's, it's it's all higher end stuff i'm but just trying to think of words the yeah. place out in gresham is uh is a dump yeah man, i hate to say it but it's, yeah. it's not that great but the problem is is that I believe, and this is my opinion, that there was an emotional effort to save that cafe and make it successful. It was almost like this die hard, this has to work. And how many of us have been in that position? How many of us have been in that mindset with a business that we started or owned that this has to work? We're emotionally just driven to make it work. Pretty much everyone who started a business. I think everyone goes through that at some point in time. I went through that with my first business. I was very much emotionally attached to it, yeah. and I made a bunch of bad choices. I mean, frankly, that that's just what happened. All merchants can say that. The merchant mindset. Yeah, it's part yeah. of that merchant yeah. mindset for yeah. sure. Um, there's another level of thinking that goes beyond that. Yes. 
from from a business person's point of view, which is surgical, not emotional, and you got to do what you got to do. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do, right? And it's like being a sports fan sometimes. Like uh, I grew up with the Blazers, and I'm so attached to them. Oh yeah. And I'm like, I'll get attached to players. And I'm like, oh dude, we could, you know you could trade so and so for LeBron James. And I'd be like. No, man, I like that guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. But it's, obviously I want LeBron James on my basketball team, but still it's like it's like I that's why I'm not making the decisions because I would be stupid. You make a lot because of decisions. My heart my heart would be I mean no, I'm not talking about, you know, the business. Oh, but yeah, yeah, the, basketball. The but I mean in in business it's like that's why I mean we did a whole episode on this, uh the uh thermodynamics mm-hmm. and you know all that stuff and it's like when you're something when you're on the inside it's really hard to make decisions about something that are going to benefit it for everyone, yeah. not just your emotional state. And that, and, and literally, <clears throat> excuse me again, you can't, um, you, you, you have to, you, it's impossible to put yourself in someone else's shoes. You, you can. Yeah. But if you're the owner of a business and you're the one writing the checks, it changes. And it changed for me. So since all of 2017, 2017, I was the CEO and I was a part owner, but I wasn't the decision maker. I wasn't writing the checks. It was a very different place to be the day that I took over the checkbook. Yeah. All right. You could tell. <laughs> Shit changed. Yeah. I mean, you saw me. I, yeah. I looked like I, I was carrying around a fucking piano on my back <laughs> and shoulders. And I wasn't my normal happy-go-lucky self because yeah. I knew, look, Adam jumped ship. He got out. Mm-hmm. He got out. He's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. Because he, he, he ran out of money to finance the business. Now, I'm going to say something here. It's really important. I'm going to go on a segue. Do not finance your own business. Don't do it. Because if you did, you're going to be too fucking careful. You're not going to change the plan. And what happened here, I'm just going to say this, is not about throwing Adam under the bus or saying anything about Dude, he, he, he's a solid man. I love that guy. And he's a, and he's, and he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, a fighter. Yeah. He is a fucking fighter, man. Mm-hmm. And he cares about other people to a fault. How do you... He's, he's just got that in him. He just cares about other people to mm-hmm. a fault. But the reality was is that he, it was his money and he was too afraid to change the plan. And instead made decisions that were based on almost finding an easier, softer way or a careful way to be able to grow the revenue, but it never, it didn't close the gap. Yeah. It didn't close the gap. People in positions of fear are going to do probably the safest thing that they can, or they're not going to take action or they're going to make the wrong decision based in fear altogether. Yeah. And I think when it came down to it, that's what happened. And investments were made, directions were taken, and the gap didn't close. Nope. And then it came down to a, a jumping off point. A jumping off point. And I've been in that place where I've been at jumping off points. A jumping off point is you can't go back and you can't go forward. <laughs> All you can do is jump the fuck off. Mm-hmm. And he jumped off. And he probably made the right decision. 
I would say so. Because the day after he jumped off and I jumped in, <laughs> everything changed for me as well. Yeah. It was the first week I had a meeting with Scott Belt, a finance meeting. And he came in and he said, look, Diane and I were looking over the numbers and looking over the cafe and you got to close it down. That cafe is losing $15,000 a month. You got to close it right now. And I went, okay. <laughs> and that's where the drama <laughs> began. Yeah. All right. Because first off, when an owner takes off on a business in this position, the investors were in for him. Most of the staff were there working for him. Yep. And people got afraid. And I've never gone through a transition like this. And so I reached out to my mentors that have been through transitions and told them what was going on. And <laughs> they all said transitions are fucking hell, dude. One of my, one of my mentors told me they, he'd been through, he's a family operator of a big, a good sized family business here in the Portland area. And he's the only family member left in the company that was a founding family member. And he's gone through for like 20 years, he's gone through three transitions or four transitions of that company as it's Dude, transitioned wow. ownership over and over. I can't even imagine. Man. Yeah. And he said one of those transitions, he, that 40% of the workforce quit. Jesus. And then I talked to Scott Belt, and I'm like, Scott, I don't know, dude. And Scott's been through big transitions. He's been a CFO in big companies, small. Dude, he's got a ton of experience. I mean, all sizes of companies and scenarios. And Scott was said the same thing. He said, dude, you know, people, they jump out. They, they don't know who the new owners are. They don't know what to expect. They know that probably they're going to be held accountable in a different way. And so they bolt. And so as what I was going through was I was going through like my management team was revolting against my leadership and what I needed to have done. And so I had to fire them. Then I had to close the restaurant because the cafe wasn't making money and it's on a month to month lease. And we couldn't, you can't invest in a losing cafe on a fucking month to month lease. That's yeah. insane because at any time that fucking landlord could just come in and say, Hey, you guys are out. Well, whoa, 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 whoa. we just put $20,000 in this cafe to make it be profitable. Mm-hmm to change the customer experience, to make it a dovetail brand, which we'd never been able to do. But we couldn't do that. Yeah. There was no way with the information that I had, with what I was given, that we could invest or fix that, ca that cafe to make it profitable. There's no way. And so we had to close it down. But instead, we sold it to one of our investors for a dollar. Here, you want it? Take it. <laughs> <laughs> which is even better for us because we got out of it without having to go through the closing process of closing a leased business. Which would have made the transition period hell, like a totally. hundred times worse. Totally. And we're looking at about $8,000 a month on top of all this stuff in debt servicing. Mm -hmm. It's a tough position to be in. Yeah. Yeah, we got a great brand. We got a fucking amazing product. Mm -hmm. I might even say a fucking amazing brand. And the company's growing. We're onboarding new cafes. We're onboarding retail. We're doing, this company is, I'm so excited for this company. Yeah. But we had to focus. 
And that's the one thing this company couldn't do. It couldn't get traction on any front because it was spread out too thin. Catering, events, farmer's markets, yeah, cafes, yeah. fucking wholesale office customers and, and cafes and whatnot. I mean, it was, it was a shit show. Yeah. And so we had to get it cleaned up. And so that's why I haven't been podcasting. Too much shit to go through, man. It's true, but it's clean. It's clean now. Today, right now, this very moment as we speak to you, this business is simple. So simple. And Scott Belt, he even said this, giving him a lot of plugs today. Deserves them. Simple scales. Complexity doesn't. Nope. And so you have to get your company in a position where it's focused on doing one thing, fundamentally one thing, so that you can get traction in that one thing. And when you have traction in that one thing, after a while, you can start to look at other revenue streams for that business. But not until it has traction in that one thing. And I'll tell you right now, Adam and I have had disagreements about um, a fundamental strategy for growing the roastery. And one of those was, he didn't feel confident about going after cafes. Cafes are the best customers for coffee roasters, man. They're buying four, five, six thousand dollars a month and more in, co- in whole bean coffee. That's who you want. And I can understand why he, even I, would be intimidated to go out there and compete, especially in Portland, Oregon, the whole bean coffee roasting capital of the world. There's more coffee roasters here than in any other city in the world, hands down, bar none. We're like the second most hipster city in the world to some place in fucking London. I don't know where that is, but the, the whole hipster rating was based on how many ca- cafes you have per 100,000 people. Because that tells you how fucking hipster you are. And we're fucking hipster here, folks. Yeah. Portlandia. Yeah. I mean, we got more cafes than liquor stores, strip clubs, all the shit that Portland's known for. And we have a ton of those things. And we got a ton of those things. <laughs> but we got even more cafes. Yeah. But I started thinking about it. Yeah, it's a commoditized market. Yeah, there's a fuck ton of cafes. There's probably fucking five, 6,000 cafes in Portland. And there's places like companies like Stumptown and Hart and Cova. And these great companies, these great specialty coffee companies, which Stumptown really isn't anymore. They're, they're owned by Pete's now. My hat's off to them. I hope to be owned by Pete someday too. (laughs) (laughs) But the reality is, is it dovetail is what Stumptown used to be a decade ago. Today, their coffee is more like Pete's. It just, it tastes like Pete's. It's, they have to, they, 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 they haven't completely, you know, they're not Starbucks or anything like that, Mm -hmm. but they're maintaining some brand, um, and product authenticity that they that that got them going but they were the first specialty coffee company to make it big out of portland and i respect them hugely trailblazers they really are and they opened the door for what portland is today in its market but it's highly commoditized and so i can understand the intimidation that would come to think here's a small little coffee roastery that's doing 500 pounds a week in coffee which is what we do and we got to get to a thousand. <laughs> I mean, that's what we got to do. We got to get to a thousand fucking pounds of coffee a week. That's what we have to do. 
And the way we're going to do that is by going after cafes and getting focused and getting into retail, which this company was in retail prior, but the previous owners fucking blew that because they didn't know what they're doing. They went too soon. You can't go into retail too soon if you don't know what you're doing. Like just note that, write that, write that on your fucking forehead right now. You got to know what you're doing to go into retail. And if you don't, you got to bring someone with you that does. Yeah. You got to go in there prepared and ready for sell through and you got to move that shit off their shelves. They're not going to do it. They have UPCs, GS1, all that. You got to get that shit all figured out. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have that. And so going back to all these places that we used to be in, they're looking at their computers going, you guys suck. We're not bringing you in here, but we're breaking, we're getting inroads now and it's starting to change. But we, we, we have to do what we have to do. We have to, we had to make the decisions that we had to make that were hard. We laid people off. I laid people off, um, closed down businesses, got rid of businesses, um, shut down operations. And I'll tell you, it's quiet around here. It's so quiet that I can hear the hum of that roaster <laughs> roasting coffee. <laughs> and that's music to my ears. Yeah. That's our job, man. That's, that's our what job. We do. That's what we do. And at, at its simplest form, you just want to roast coffee and get it to the people. Exactly. There's also something else going on here. There's a fear. Oftentimes, I think we have it in ourselves and that transitions over to our businesses. There's a fear and just being who you're supposed to be. There's a fucking inherent fear in just being who you're supposed to be in all of us. We all have it. Cause like, what if you can't do it? What if you can't do it? <laughs> what if you fail? What if yeah. you fail? Yeah. What if you fail? And that's what's going on. I think fundamentally in the hearts and minds of the entrepreneurs and the business owners that don't do what they're just fucking supposed to. Yeah. There are no easier, softer ways. God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, will bring us to where we are, who we're supposed to be. They'll bring us on that path to being who we're supposed to be. Kicking and screaming sometimes. And in the biggest picture, that's really what's going on here. And I'll tell you, I want to go back a little bit to that intimidation factor about going into cafes. And I don't care what business you have, but it's going to be the same thing. Look at the market. What customers, what accounts do, would you dream to have? For us, like barista? <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. I mean, what a, what a great cafe company, right? Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't it be great to have um, Papa Hyden's? Wouldn't it be great to be in New Seasons? Yeah. Or Market of Choice? Wouldn't that be great? Mm -hmm. You know? And, and it's like <clears throat> somebody else is already in there. Somebody else is already in there on the shelf space. Somebody else is already in those, those accounts that we're targeting and we got to figure out a way to get them out. And that's the thinking and that's intimidating. How am I going to get rid of Stumptown? How am I going to get rid of Illy? How am I going to get rid of Kova and have them replace it with Dovetail? How is that going to fucking happen? I quit. I don't see any way. But the truth is, the truth is it's not about being better. Competition in business is not about being better. It's just not. It's about being different. It's about being authentic. It's about being who you're supposed to be, who you're meant to be. And then finding the right match.
It's about finding the right match. We've gone into cafes that have Stumptown or had Stumptown and we were a better fit for that business than Stumptown was. And that's why we won that account. Not because we're better, but we're a better fit for that, for that cafe. We don't have to go out into the marketplace as we change our strategic growth strategy here and be better than Kova or be better than Hart. We need to go out there and be ourselves and find the right match. If we're a round peg, we need to look for round holes. <laughs> Don't even say it. All right, keep going. <laughs> we got to get away from the square holes. All right? Or should I just re reverse that? If we're a square peg, yeah. we need to go find square holes. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a round hole, from the sales perspective, we want to find that out right away up front so that we can just move on and help them find the, the round peg. And we're the square peg. We're going to find the square, the square holes. Yeah. But we want to find that out quick. That's what selling is all about, right? Mm -hmm. It's about qualifying a prospect first, making sure that are we right for you? Right now, we got a good number, a good percentage, at least 30% of our, our accounts right now are just, they're not our accounts. They're on because we've got a price deal with them or something like that. But that, you know, all the new accounts we're bringing on, they're the right accounts. They're paying our price. We're not discounting. We're giving them the, well, we're, you know, we have our normal discounted pricing for businesses and cafes and wholesale, of course. But, but they're, they're paying that price. They're not negotiating the price. We're not selling on price. We're selling on product. We're selling on quality. We're selling on relationships. We're selling on um, value. Yeah. Our social partner program, all that stuff, it adds value. And people are happy to be paying for that value. And they're happy with the product. And they're happy with the relationship. But that comes from being a square peg and sticking ourselves into square holes. <laughs> this analogy, man. <laughs> you know, you know I'm going to keep rolling with that. Yeah. You guys have dirty minds. Dirty minds. So there's no reason... There's no reason to be intimidated if you can fearlessly be who you're supposed to be and nothing but. I hope we get something out of today. At Dovetail, we're putting one foot in front of our, another. We're breathing air. We're chipping away. We're getting every day that goes by is a day further away from April 30th and the drama and the pressure. Hate drama. And we're cleaning it up. We'll continue to clean up. We have a lot of cleanup work to do. But we're growing. And we're going in the right direction. And I think the hardest days are behind us. I think so too feels that way. And I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I'm excited at the opportunity. I'm grateful. I'm grateful to Adam for this opportunity. I'm excited to see where he goes. And you should follow him on Instagram because his Instagram is pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> He's a teacher. Yeah. 
The dude was meant to teach, man. He's such a good teacher. He's great. I've been in his classrooms. I've seen him yeah. do his work. He's, he's, he's phenomenal. Excellent. excellent. And he's, a, he's just, he's a special guy. Yeah. He's a special man. Follow him because what he does is actually really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's related to entrepreneurship. And it's really interesting. And his Instagram is the... The Adam Reed. The Adam Reed. Yeah. T-H-E Adam R-E-I-D. Yep. Follow him on Instagram. And fuck it, when you're on it, just follow us too. <laughs> ben underscore Edel and at more of Alex, M-O-O-R-E, and then uh, Dovetail Coffee too. Don't forget that one. That's right, Dovetail yeah. Coffee. Yeah. Hey, look, if you listen to this show, you know stuff that, about Dovetail that the others don't know. Yeah. But it's a good effort. It's a good adventure, and I'm grateful to be on it, and we're going to keep kicking fucking ass. Hang 10. <laughs> Ha <laughs>